Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Right Guys Podcast. We're starting a brand new week, and we're going to be talking about the things we truly believe in, like a border. And now your hosts, Josh Hammerling and Max McGuire. Welcome back to another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling. And, oh, ooh, man, you were on fire this morning. Mm. Text message. Mm. Like, I thought you were genuinely going to jump through there and like... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm I'm traveling. I'm uh, I'm in Alabama right now, um, so that's why the new setup, a little bit of a yeah, mobile yeah. setup here. But um, I think we should be able to do everything even outside of my Texas command studio. No, it's uh, it's interesting. So obviously, I just finished my book on this issue, and the book has to include a caveat that um, they're preparing this bill. It's going to be bad based on what we know is in it. As I'm writing the, the book, the conservatives like Langford, other people who are in the GOP who are responsible for this quote unquote negotiation, um, they keep promising on social media, on television, that it's not as bad as the leaks suggest. So as I'm writing this book, I'm thinking, well, am, am I about to hit publish, send it to the printer and have this whole chapter be wrong? Um so there, there was a little uneasiness to it, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm glad I hit send when I did because, no, it is it is not just as bad as we thought it was going to be. It's worse. It is much, much, much worse. So we're going to go through it today. Um, and just to get out of the way, when I start at the beginning, um, I did finish this new book, Conservatives Guide to Winning Every Immigration Argument. It's live. Link is in the description. Get it. Please do get it. We launched at, I think, number 39 on all immigration books on Amazon. And uh, so we want to, we want to get up there, up there towards the top. So um, if you want to help support that effort, please do go and pick up your copy today. Links are in the description. What I found Um, shocking was that you were about to print a book and you've already got an addendum by like day one, like you pressed print (laughs) and like you get addendum, 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 right? It would just, it'd be nonstop for you right now. So at some point you have to hit send. Yeah. yeah, Right. And you have to be confident that you've talked about enough that, and I think I think this book does talk about enough, and because the thing I go over time and time again is that don't listen to what the name of the legislation is, don't even listen to what the talking heads are saying on television. The devil is always in the details. The Secure Fence Act of 2006, for example, didn't buy a single mile of border wall. This was a bill that that Hillary Clinton voted for that um, Barack Obama voted for. No, they, they said we're going to make a border wall. And then the next time that it came for Congress to actually pass the appropriations to do it, they didn't, right? So it, the devil is always in the details. And that is just as true here as it is in any other bill. So hit that share button as we go yeah. through this. It's really important yeah. that we get as many people this information as possible. There's been a lot of other shows talking about this. Um, we're going to try and, and get a little bit more in-depth and talk about these details as we as we go along. Um, so right off the bat, Josh, this this always pisses me off. You'll read what this law actually is. The Senate took a House of Representatives law, H a bill, HR eight one five, and the purpose of HR eight fifteen was uh, improvements related to the eligibility of veterans to receive reimbursement for emergency treatment furnished through the Veterans Community Care Program. And this is always the kicker. And for other purposes. Yes. So right yeah. off the bat, they have hijacked a House bill 
that is supposed to be caring for veterans to throw all of this bullshit in. With the ultimate end goal being, if you don't agree to pass their bullshit into law, the veterans don't get the care they need. Yeah. It is very obvious that Oof. this is why they chose this bill. Dirty because they will run that commercial, Josh. They will run oh, the yeah. commercial that all says Republicans didn't fund veteran emergency health care right. treatment. And the attacks, the attack commercials are on, man. It's perfect, though. I mean, it's total statesmanship. And and why in politics do do they attach it to stuff like this? Can't we just have a clean bill that's one sheet? You know, close the you border, think, stop immigration. The paragraph. You think? Um, not so much. Not so much. So you got to get down to was it page ninety of this bill before they start talking Lord. about what they call the Border Act. And there's a couple. We'll read through a couple of these uh, titles in their in their like um, the explanation for it. But you're talking about hiring authorities, who they're allowed to hire, um, hiring waivers, alternatives to detention. Whoa! <clears throat> That's Whoa. we're gonna go through that. What That's that a big mean? part of this. Modernization, modernizing notices to appear. The notice of, to appear is a little piece of paper that illegal aliens get when they say the magic words, I'm claiming asylum. That's yeah. the piece of paper they get that says, hey, you're going to have a court date court in date. 10 years. Make sure you show up to that court date in 10 years. Spoiler alert, they don't. Um, so we're going <laughs> we're gonna to read into that, but there's not a whole lot to read into because it's just talking about emailing it to them instead of actually handing them a piece of paper. Um, so there isn't a whole lot of modernization going on. It's just, uh, it's a nice little oh. way they, they can say that they've helped it, but they're actually just going to email it. I'm Asylum processing. Yeah. Right. Border, border reforms. Uh, what is that? Protection appellate board? What's the protection appellate yeah. board? Like an appeals well, board? We, we can go through it. We can go through it all. Oh, uh, man. This is you'll crazy. see that securing America is a noticeably small section. Um, Securing America just deals with the border emergency authority and then a bit apart to deal with fentanyl. Well, so other than that, them. there's nothing in the securing America section. Well, there's a uh, border emergency authority and fentanyl act. Yeah, that's it. that's it. Okay. That's it. Okay, fentanyl. cool. Well, drugs, drugs and giving Biden the power to shut down the border. Very loose air quotes, shut down the border. If five thousand illegal aliens cross it a day, um, huh. and then and then you get into the other matters, right? The money laundering, uh, importing of goods, legal immigration, due process, uh, metrics, and then budgetary effects. Um, but you'll notice that there's not a whole, there's not a very robust section for for border security. It's uh, noticeably lacking in that department. Stuff. <laughs> I'm just reading, and I've got another screen of this stuff here. It's like, and uh, like people are talking about this all day, but very few people are actually going through it bit by bit. I mean, at least showing the the little pieces. And we're not going to go every page through it because that's that's you couldn't. It would take watching weeks. paint dry. Yeah. Watching paint dry. But the the takeaway I want to leave people is that if we're honest with ourselves, any immigration bill. They had a hope of passing both chambers of Congress and being signed into law by a Republican or a Democrat president was always going to have to be a true compromise. 
Republic, conservatives and liberals were going to get some of what they want and also some of what they really didn't want. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the give and take. So if we're honest with ourselves, if we ever were to pass a border bill, part of it would have to be a shit sandwich. Part of it would have to be what conservatives really don't want in order to get what we really do want. And the proposal that's always been floated has been some combination of actually securing the border and some form of compassionate processing for people who have already been in the country illegally and are already living here, right? I don't think we were ever going to get a bipartisan bill that secured the border and deported every illegal alien in the country, right? It was always going to be some form of give and take, both of those sides getting something of what they want. And then in there also like asylum fixes. So you can't just claim asylum when it doesn't really exist. Um, That's not what this bill is, Josh. Instead of the left negotiating with the secure border right, the left has negotiated with the Israel funding, Ukraine funding, right? Why do I feel like turtlenecks coming out on this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Why why, why do I feel like every rhino that we've talked about before complained about, asked people to primary out, is going to rear their ugly head, this one, again? Uh, Crenshaw. I saw just a little something on X. I mean, he said yeah. it was dereliction of duty not to pass mm-hmm. this border deal. Like, yeah, no, th- this is suicide. This is suicide, Josh. We're going to get through this. This is passing this border bill is suicide. But when I say it's not a good faith negotiation, this isn't border security on one side, um, amnesty for illegal aliens on the other side. The conservatives are supposedly at the table. But the negotiations happening towards the side between the uh, fund the Ukraine war wing of the Republican Party, beholden to the defense contractor special interests, right? Because that's very obviously why they want to do this. Israel was attacked. I think it's terrible that Israel was attacked. I think Israel has every right to defend itself. But nowhere in that has Israel ever said they need money. Like, has anyone stopped to ask Israel if they need our money? Yeah. Like when they, they say when, when, the, when everything's, uh, <laughs> when, when all you guys hammers, the whole world looks like it's a nail, right? When the U.S. has all this money, everything looks like a problem. We just have to throw money at. Israel has one of the largest weapons manufacturing industries in the entire world. Sure. They manufacture their own small arms. They manufacture their own ammunition. They manufacture their own guided munitions because they understand their survival as a state can't hinge on whether the West supports them or not. Right. Um, so Israel's not really wanting for money. I'm sure they'll take it, but not nearly in the same way as, as Ukraine is with next to no military industrial complex over there. Um, but no, this is a deal that has deliberately left out the securing the border side and is basically saying the left saying, okay, well, we'll fund Israel and Ukraine. If you agree to give us our amnesty demands is there that many rhinos on the republican side that they can force this outcome right has it gotten to the point where no matter who we vote for on the republican side they're just going to do what they want anyway i don't see how they're they're acting as part of the part 
and they're playing the other side of it is they're playing with money we don't even have we still have to borrow yes. this money to make this happen yes it's not like it's sitting in the coffers and we're you know the rates about every 90 days we're going to get another trillion dollars in debt on top of this so we just want to throw another 200 billion towards an immigration bill that just builds dim seats in the house of representatives that's kind of how i'm feeling about the whole thing right and i don't think i'm yeah. the only one no. to hand so, up you'd be crazy dude i mean it would just be crazy like deportation is the way to go so let, let's let's break down the actual size of the house of representatives right now because you're asking is this is it possible this passes in the house of representatives remember you have a bunch of vacancies largely caused by republicans kicking out their own person santos kind of missing yeah. santos i know that sounds yeah. crazy but he was the, he, he was one of the most conservative <laughs> voting members of there. like obvious weirdo but yeah. if the, as we said i said this at the time if congress's goal if the if the republicans party party's goal was to pass conservative legislation the last thing they would have prioritized would be kicking out one of the most conservative voting members but you also have kevin mccarthy kevin mccarthy wasn't kept on as speaker of the house so he quite literally took his ball and went home and resigned creating a crisis here because you have 219 republicans 212 democrats right so that means you have 430 members of congress i think i have that right um 431 431 431 members of congress which means you need 216 votes to pass anything that's 50 percent so republicans have 219. So if every Republican shows up, they can only lose three. Ooh, slim margin. Yes. So if the Democrats say, I don't care that Speaker Johnson doesn't want to bring this to the floor, we're going to bypass the Speaker. That's possible under the House rules using a mechanism um, known as a discharge petition. And the way a discharge petition works is if you can get a majority of the House of Representatives to support putting a bill on the floor, they can bypass the Speaker. So understand right now, if the Democrats get 216 signatures on a discharge petition, they can force a vote on this bill. Holy so they crap. only need, Republicans can't lose three. If they lose four, uh, Democrats would have the votes to bypass the Speaker of the House and bring this to the floor. And that's assuming everybody makes it, right? How many times have people been absent? Yes. Times or our vote um, present. Yes. You know what I mean? And how many how many hardcore rhinos do you think are sitting in there right now? Fifteen, probably fifteen or sixteen hardcore like in the house. Are, yeah. yeah, yeah, more than four. More than four, that. sure. Yeah. And when you have margins that slim, of course you're going to get a a, a total booger crap sandwich. I mean, I, I can, I can, no... name, I can name two right off the top of my head. Ken Buck in Colorado. Yeah. And you, and you just said um, patches, patches of Hulan. Yeah, yeah. And the they'll flip on a dime. Oh man, and, and you totally distracted me there. But when you've got margins that slim, you have to negotiate things in that would never actually be brought to the table to begin with. Yes. Right, because you have no political influence. There's no leverage. The Republicans have given whatever leverage they had, and, and they gave it away when they got rid of George Santos. So, of course, we're going to get a bunch of crap in this bill that we don't even want. 
So yeah. why even vote on? Why get it out there? And it most likely is going to pass the Senate. I have a feeling. Uh, when it reaches, or I'm sorry, it's going to pass the House. I'm confused. Probably, now. yeah. Uh, it'll pass the Senate. Senate it'll it, pass it, the Senate because it's well, an HR bill, right? But they're they're adopting yeah. it and putting it over. That's why I keep getting confused. Yes. So keep going. Go ahead. So in the Senate, right? So part of that is taking a bill that the House has made about veterans because they want to make it about veterans, right? But at the same time, any bill that deals with funding, that deals with appropriations, budget, by law, by con by the Constitution, has to originate in the House of Representatives. So if this is a bill about funding the border, it's supposed to start in the House of Representatives. The way that that rule has been bastardized over the years is that, I mean, it's supposed to be that if the Congress wants to fund something, the House of Representatives should start the process. What's instead happened is that the House will pass one bill, then the Senate will take that bill, change it all up to something completely different, and initiate a different process for a different funding, um, which isn't really the way it was supposed to go. Um, so in the Senate, you have a, a similarly close margin. I'll put it on mm. the screen in a second. Give me one second. Um, where you have, here we go. You have, here we go, uh, 51 Democrats, oh. 49 Republicans. So in order to end debate on this, it, you need to invoke what's called cloture. In, in order for there to be cloture, there needs to be set 60 people in the Senate, who, as long as all 100 show up, 60 people who say, hey, we've debated this enough. Let's, let's start moving on to final votes. Unless you can get those 60 people, the debate technically never ends. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that the United States Senate is called the great deliberative body, the world's greatest deliberative bodies, is because in their rules, they've designed it so if they're going to do something, they can debate it forever right unless you get 60 out of 100 senators to say i think we've debated this long enough the deliberation continues and so when they say something's been filibustered we're not talking about mr smith goes to washington a speaking filibuster where he's talked for hours and hours and hours this is just a a, a, a filibuster for cloture denying them the 60 votes they need so that debate technically never ends and the other side admits defeat so they, the democrats need nine republicans to sign on to this. Well, we know that two were in the room, Mitch McConnell, mm -hmm. right? We know, we know Lankford from uh, uh, Oklahoma. We know Mitt Romney's chomping at the bit, smiling over this, yeah, right? You know, uh, Lisa Murkowski, Suzanne Collins, they're probably loving it. It's all the old game, same game, man. So that's five. I've just named five of the nine that you would need. Um, then you start looking at where are they going to get the other four? Yeah. Where are they going to get the other four? And I, and I know that there are other Republicans in this room doing this negotiation. It wasn't just the two who've been so front and center. Um, they most likely had the nine votes to clear, uh, to get cloture. And then they don't need a single Republican to pass it in order for it to pass because they have 51 out of 100. So let's say we're sitting about election time, the commercials start, right? Mm-hmm. Republicans deny veterans benefits. So if they say no, they get popped on it. But if they agree, yeah, every Republican, anti-Republican agency, even the Dems out there, will start with the messaging of the Republicans caved in. Right. Mm -hmm. Even 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 if Dems got everything they wanted on, on immigration, it, it could be the greatest deal. They could talk about the greatest deal in bipartisan history. Everybody loved it. But the day mm -hmm. 
that the cycle starts for the political commercials. It's a lose-lose for Republicans. And it always is because they're getting outmaneuvered here again. Because those inside the party wear the clothes, like may wear Republican suits, but the pajamas they're wearing underneath are all Democrat, man. I mean, they're wearing the big D on the t-shirt, right? Underneath their yeah. underneath their vests, right? It's 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 it, there's no win for Republicans on this one. How do they keep getting outmaneuvered and outplayed on all these things? Well, is, is well there's a there's a win. There is a win. The way you win is in the House of Representatives, you break the bill down. You break the bill and say, We we will not vote for this border section of it. What but here you get here, here you go, a clean vote on Ukraine funding, a clean vote on Israeli funding. Pass those two bills and then adjourn the House of Representatives, send them on vacation. And then it's up to the Senate to decide whether, I mean, if it's so important that we have to vote on it, here you go. Get half of it out of the way. Right? Because then at least you take out the rhinos who are are chomping at the bit for Ukraine funding and Israeli military funding. Then at least you take the argument out of the picture entirely that we have to we have to open up our borders to fund Ukraine. Like what, what the, what the hell are they talking about? We have, so we need to give billions to Ukraine, but the only way we do that is by guaranteeing at least 1.8 million illegal aliens enter the country every year. It's insanity. You take that insanity off the table, you give them the vote. And listen, I, I, I don't think that those two provisions should pass as much, as much as I think that Israel has the right to defend defend itself. It's not our job to, to, to fund it. Right. And, and we don't need to fund it. They have their own uh, military uh, industrial complex, for lack of a better word. Um, you do that, and you send the House on vacation. And but, but the problem is the House has to do other things. The House has other yeah. appropriations bills they have to pass. Um, yeah. would, you, would they even get to it in the session? Because it's not. It, they don't care. Like They'll put it off. They'll kick the can down the road. Yeah. Republicans want it, and they want it right now. So they've got to look like they're at least on board for that. But it's not gonna. It's not gonna materialize. They'll wait. They'll just. They'll just wait again. And if they do that, I mean, when when do they return? Uh, March, April. Yeah. And then by the time then they've got another two and a half week session there, Max, you, you wouldn't even see that. This might even be one of those issues that they let go into October, right? Let it roll into November, because what if the Dems are hanging their hat on letting all those people in as like one of their big political moves, right? They're trying to portray themselves as the big people's party. Yeah. If that's their play. And the other side of it's just the opposite. I don't see how that's going to. I don't see that playing out well for them. And if they do win, oh, my God, then we're in real trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see, you see the alternative, right? Like, if they yeah. do win it, that it's going to be insane. We will not have a, a, a country. I mean, it'll be full. Of a lot of people stretching all the systems in every direction. I mean, that's the consequences of this happens, right? They win. Yeah, and no, we lose, this they is, use it as a political tool. This is the we are. This is not a situation where we get to lose and we get a do-over again, right? These aren't yeah. like, oh wow, well, well, we'll get them next time. There is no getting them next time if you are guaranteeing at least 1.8 million illegal aliens into the United States every year. And that's at least because as we're going to go through the the devil in these details, there's actually no statutory limitation. 
they, they say it like, oh, after 5,000, you secure the borders. But there's loopholes that are wide enough, Josh, you could drive a truck through it. Yeah. It gives an awful lot of power to the president. Yeah. An awful lot of power yeah. yet to another another yep. branch instead of the people. So, so I was like, reading this. Yeah. I was reading this today and I'm on Twitter, do, 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 Twitter tweeting around X, okay. whatever you want to call it today. Sure. Um, and the Democrats are the talking point from the Democrats is that this contains six hundred million dollars for border wall construction. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, did I miss it? Am I am I reading it that quickly that I just can't find it? That's a big so number. I paused, I paused what I was doing and I started looking at just for barrier. Because in these bills, they don't call them border wall fences. They call them barriers, sure. which is the biggest red flag. Because not all barriers, as I talk about in my book, not all barriers are created equal. Yes. There are the barriers that nothing can cross. And then there are basically the telephone poles that they drive into the ground to stop vehicles from crossing. But a toddler could walk between them. Mm. Not all barriers are created equal. So as I'm scratching my head, where's this border wall funding? I come to this section. And it talks section 205 on page 76 of the PDF that was released. The remaining unobligated balances as of the date of enactment of this act from amounts made available under the 2020 and 2021 appropriations bills and described in section 210 are hereby rescinded and an amount of additional new budget authority equivalent to the amount rescinded pursuant to this section is hereby appropriated. That's really fancy words for yeah. all that money we gave you in 2020 and 2021 that you didn't spend yet. We're rescinding it. And congratulations, we just decided to give you the exact same amount that we just rescinded. So they haven't approved a cent of new border wall construction. They're taking the money that was approved in 2020 and 2021 that Joe Biden deliberately hasn't spent and saying, okay. We are graciously giving it back to you. So you look at, at the 2020 bill. It included $1.375 billion for border wall barriers. So they've taken the money that wasn't spent on it, taken it away, and given it back to them. And treating this as, look at this bill. It solves it. $600 million in border wall construction. We, we, we crack the code. When in reality, the only reason you can call it border wall funding and the only reason it exists is because they literally just took it back and gave it to them again. You, you see how you see how bullshit that is? It's a shell game. <laughs> yes. You know, there's this yes. little piece of paper. Oh, oh, we gave it back to you. Oh, here you go. Take it away. Yes. Oh, there you go. You got it back. Yes. What? That's gamesmanship. And, wow. And, and then they go into, oh, it has to be a bollard fencing, 18 to 30. No, these can be used for any other purposes, yada, yada, yada. And then it says the commissioner of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection they reprioritize the construction of border walls. Okay, well, that, that doesn't sound that exactly like no other mean? purposes. Yeah. And maybe they can add additional miles where no such barriers are exist. But within 180 days of the date of enactment, the secretary shall submit a report to the Appropriations Committee detailing how the funds will be used. So Whoa. right away, it, it, it sets this, like, pushing it back yeah. a couple months, right? Um. But the whole thing is bullshit because this is money that Congress already passed. So if you're the public and you see, oh, 600 million for border wall construction. Oh, well, they they did 1.3 million in in 2020. I know they did some money in 2021. 
oh, that's great. That means that they've spent over $2 billion in the last three years. When no, they're just trying to hang their cap and take credit for funding that they'd already approved. Is this the same money that Biden froze after he got into yes. office yeah. that Trump had appropriated yeah. for all those fences, yeah. right? So, yeah. so not only did they give back to him, they made sure they couldn't spend it. Yes. When they had it, right? This is yes. It's so kind you give of them the money. Play. Wow. You you give them the money and say it can be used for no other purpose but border wall construction, and then you're Biden, and Biden says, "Well, I prohibit border wall construction." And I don't care that I can't move the money around. I'm okay with it just sitting in that account. Because yeah. what this part of the bill shows is that Democrats are more than happy a couple of years down the road from saying, oh, all the unused money, we're going to take it back. Right? Yeah. So there's no obligation yeah. that, it, that the wall actually be built. And that's why the Secure Fence Act of 2006 failed miserably. That was the yeah. bill that, that said we're going to build a wall. It was so supposedly bipartisan that Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, wow. And Barack Obama in the Senate voted for it. But the only reason they voted for it is they knew that it would never get a single cent. It said the government <laughs> the government may construct a border wall. It didn't say the government must construct a border wall. That's right? The details. Yeah. It, it's one little word. One yep. little word in the whole thing makes it makes it happen. That is and tedious. I detail I I de I keep saying this. I detail in the book. Get the book if you haven't already. Link in the description. Um that the two, Secure Fence Act 2006 said that Border Patrol, ICE, all, all these departments, departments, DHS, didn't have to build a border wall anywhere the grade was one in 10. Well, one grade, so like the, grade? The grade, the actual slope of the earth was one uh, a semicolon 10. One in 10. That's not much means, of a grade which means for every 10 feet yeah. horizontally, it goes one foot up. So, so they said any grade that steep was too steep for border wall construction and border wall and the, and DHS could reasonably say it's too steep. Josh, I include the diagrams in the book. That is exactly the limit for a wheelchair ramp. One in 10. Y yeah. Yeah, it's not much. It's not much of a of an incline. I mean, that, that's crazy. That would mean that the southwest, where you want to put it, which is comprised of all of these hills and dunes and mesas and stuff, it's it's super uneven land. They would never be able to put a wall up. You would you'd have to have somebody come in and, and confirm that you can actually build in this spot based on this law before you would even do it, which could take as long as they want, most likely. Right? You could just delay the the the, the use of that area. That's insane. There's and probably never said, a single foot built. Yes, they said that one in ten, that that slope, was too rugged for pedestrians to cross, and therefore it didn't need a border wall. But we lit. So that means we live in a country where a ten foot long by one foot vertical, ten and one. Um, I forget the exact. It's not exactly ten percent. It's, it's like rise over run. Yeah, it's it's what's the rise over the run? It's one foot over 10 feet. That's nothing. It is. It's a 10 percent, 10 percent grade. So uh, I, I don't I don't like to keep saying one in 10, 10 percent grade. Right. If the slope has a 10 percent grade, it's too steep for a border wall. 
but a slope with 10% grade is not too steep for, steep for a wheelchair ramp. So we're supposed to believe that the border is secure if we leave open the areas that are like mm -hmm. not steep enough, like <laughs> they're flat enough for a wheelchair. So <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's stupid. It's it, stupid. I, I like in my head, I was envisioning all these these illegals like rolling through on wheelchairs through the desert when you said that because that could that yeah. you would be able and to do rock, that. And there's yeah. rocks and there's cacti, right? Yeah, yeah. But but a ramp designed for jazzy scooters, motorized wheelchairs, can actually be steeper than one than one in ten, ten percent. So like it, it they they set the bar deliberately low, and the yeah. result was huge swaths of territory at the border were deemed inaccessible when in reality they weren't inaccessible um like they, they, they weren't they, they easily could have built a border wall there um max but, you know it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. mountains to get yeah. here vertical <laughs> climbs i mean they faced worse yeah. on the way here yes but you know what that's too dangerous let's not put a wall it's okay they're not going to cross over there anyway, even though, you know, yes. someone will probably scale a mountain if they had to. Because, you know, humans are ingenious. Right? You know, they, they figure out how to get over things pretty well. Okay. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of this, because okay. uh, there's there's lots of really bad stuff we have to cover. OK, so at the border, Border Patrol is now empowered right now to look at their detention facilities and say, OK, we, I have this many spots available. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at how many people I just apprehended and I'm going to, I'm going to game out. Okay. These people should probably be detained. These people I can probably afford to let go to both make sure that the bad people aren't released, but also that they have more room in detention facilities to detain the next batch of illegal. Oh, should, okay. should a mass murderer come across, sure. should they come okay. across a mass murderer tomorrow? Right. Mm. Um, so that they're constantly having to gain this out because detention is specifically limited by Democrats in Congress. They've only allowed them to have so many beds. Now there's oh. a little bit of wiggle room in times of emergency to go above that um, cap, but Congress has only appropriate enough money to have a certain number of detention beds and ice really can't go ice and border patrol really can't go above that. So they have to actually game this out and say, okay, I just got 10 illegal aliens. Five of them are criminals. One of them might be a criminal. I only have six spots left. I'm going to detain the five definite criminals and I'm going to release the one maybe criminal because I might get a mass murderer tomorrow and need the bed. Yeah. Well, under this bill, aliens who claim asylum and express a credible fear of persecution or torture if, if sent back, quote, shall be released from physical custody and processed in accordance with the procedures described in this section. Gone is the prosecutorial discretion. Gone really? is the detention waiting. If an illegal alien, unless they are actually immediately deportable, there's no room for interpretation of this person might be dangerous. No, if they don't have a criminal record, they shall be released from physical custody. And processed a, as a catch and release. Big deal. I mean, yeah. I was going to call this a revolving door with limited beds, but it's worse than that. This is just like opening up a big garage and just letting them yes. just kind of walk through. There's no way to vet in that time. Plus, if you got to play the, the guessing game, you'll always be forced to, 
to let people go because the next batch will most likely yeah. exceed what you just had. They'll be forced to let them go. And now they're told that they shall let them go. I mean, it's yeah, it's like it's like prisons in the Ooh. United States, right? How, how how many times have you heard of someone being released from prison because of overcrowding? Right. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. that is, is they were convicted of a crime. They were sentenced to be incarcerated for a duration and they're being let out early because there are more dangerous people coming in behind them and they need the room. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's a very real reality. I mean, you would think you would think that the detention would take as much money as necessary to make sure that dangerous people aren't released yeah. among us. But no, the whole system is designed around a guarantee that at least some dangerous illegal aliens will be released. That's they're accept they're okay with a non-zero number of dangerous illegal aliens released into our into our cities. Why don't we start with the number zero? Like none. Yeah. yeah. Why limit the beds? Yeah. Knowing that you limit the beds knowingly forces you to to guess the numbers that you've got to keep. Yeah. It's yeah. it's terrible language. It's a war of words. You're pissing me off, Max. What the I know. I know. All right. So you know that whole thing about 5,000, 5,000, 5,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. If, if they catch 5,000 in between ports of entry in mm. a given day or averaged across seven days, that's the number 5,000 a day. That provision that Biden says, you need to give me this authority. It's the only way to secure the border. He freezes. And that was just the good part. You can come yes. back, Max. Okay, there you go. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, the board, the so-called border security provisions, do not apply to unaccompanied children. Oh. Nothing in this section may be construed to interfere with the processing of unaccompanied children, and such children are not subject to this section. So, if an illegal alien, if a, so not at that point they're not illegals, if foreigners want their kids into the United States. There is now an extra incentive to send them alone because yeah. the supposed caps at the border do not apply to unaccompanied illegal alien children. Um, and then the bit here, which we'll get to in a little bit, nothing in this section may be construed to interfere with any rights or responsibilities established through a settlement agreement in effect before the date of the enactment of this section. Now, that is a reference to a number of out of court settlements between the United States and immigration groups that were designed to make it next to impossible to detain illegal aliens. Um, wow. If, they're, if, if they came into the country with a child in tow. And the main one that, they're, that they don't want anything to ruin is the Flores settlement, mm -hmm. Reno v. Flores. This is the settlement that the United States voluntarily entered into. The Clinton administration voluntarily entered into it, even though the Supreme Court had just ruled they don't have to do this. So the Supreme Court said that the government, the federal government, doesn't just have to release anyone who shows up with a kid. And there are a lot of really uh, sane, rational explanations in the Supreme Court's decision, right? The idea that if you're a child, the government can't tell you where to go is ludicrous. And as the Supreme Court mentioned in the decision, that would upend like every part of the government that deals with like orphanages, 
right? Yeah. It, it would it would it would upend juvenile detention, right? These are these are concepts that the government can tell a child where they're going to be at, at at in a given moment. Um, they're core, and that's not to say that the government can lock children in prison forever, right? But the idea that just by being a child, you have the right to leave, and the government can't stop you. You have to shut down every orphanage, right? So the Flores, Reno v. Flores, the Supreme Court had just told the Clinton administration, you're allowed to incarcerate and detain illegal aliens who cross with their children. That crossing with a child does not give an illegal alien a get-out-of-jail-free card. Mm-hmm. Instead of accepting that win, the Clinton administration, in a separate lawsuit, entered into a settlement agreement agreeing to release any illegal alien or any family unit within 20 days of detention. Wow. Setting a precedent. And the way it was set up, the way it was set up, it said this settlement will only be enacted until the same terms are enacted through regulation. So that the settlement is the law of the land until the government passes regulations that say the same thing. The government deliberately never passed regulations that said the same thing. Yeah, it would have to. Because it, if Clinton were to pass regulation that says you release every child in 20 days, George W. Bush could cancel and rescind that regulation, and then the settlement's gone completely. Yeah. So the, the terms of the settlement have never been added to the Federal Register, specifically to make sure that Republicans can't overturn them ever. So to this day... This Reno v. Flores settlement continues to be the law of the land. It's what was used to shut down the kids in cages BS. Yeah. And any illegal alien showing up to the border with a child is guaranteed, nearly guaranteed to be released within 21 days. Well, I'm sure the, the pedophiles and the sex traffickers are really happy with this. I bet I can't wait for a bunch of people to start showing up to the border and they've all got kids. Is this your kid, sir? Right? I mean, you'll never be able to figure that out. There will just be an endless stream of people with kids coming in. You, you might even see like like some sort of baby mill where they're just trying to get people pregnant so they can come over. No, Well, they don't do that. Instead, they abduct the children from Mexican villages and they oh. have a slave trade. They have a modern-day oh. slave trade where the cartels will take these abducted children, will use them so that their clients can get across as a family unit. And then one of two things will happen. Either the child will be abandoned in the desert or the child will be brought back to Mexico to be used as a mule again. And this child's entire life will be going back and forth, back and forth, so that paying customers can claim that they have a kid and be automatically guaranteed to be released from custody. That's happening. The modern-day slave trade is alive and well in Mexico at the border in the border towns and that's what they're doing to these kids and it's terrible and it's disgusting and Trump imposed Trump implemented a DNA test a rapid DNA test designed to see if these people really were related and it was a shocking result it was a very small test mm-hmm. very small test showing that something like 40% of the people claiming to be family units weren't actually biologically related I don't think you'll be shocked to learn that that was one of the first programs that Biden shut down upon becoming president. Um, so, yeah, hear no evil, see no evil, right? 
not even gonna wow. not even gonna test them. Wow. And we know how powerful those sex trafficking organizations are. I mean, they're they're using children as as currency. Yeah. You know, they're using children as as tools to get in the United States, which also leads me to believe that the Dems have no problem financing human slavery. Yeah. History tells us they've done it since they've been around, so they continue to do it now. That's that's disgusting, man. Yeah, I thought there might be like a, some sort of child trade where they just keep going back and forth. But yeah. is that in your latest um, book? Did um, you put yep, that one in there? Yep. Yep. Oh, it's evil. Oh my gosh. It's evil. It's evil. 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 Um, so we've talked. We've talked a lot about the Biden. The thing Biden says, you gotta give me this authority. It's the only way yeah. to secure the border. Yeah. Which is a lie. The border would be infinitely more secure if Biden had just done the opposite of everything he'd done. Mm. Right. Shocking. So he, he the border has been made unsecure because Joe Biden has taken a series of actions that have made it unsecure. He's admitted he has the presidential authority to take those actions. But we're really in a situation where all he needed to do was go right instead of left, up instead of down. Mm. Right. In instead of out, literally do the opposite of what he did. And we have a secure border. So to claim that he needs new authorities. When he has the authority, he just made the wrong decision. It's stupid. Like I, I was talking to someone today. It, it reminds me of sports gambling. Now, I'm not a big sports gambler, but every now and then if I'm if I'm in a state that has it, I'll, I'll put a bet on like the Super Bowl or something. When they legalize sports gambling around this country, the gamblers, the really, really good gamblers, we're able to come out in the open. And so now there's influencers on TikTok and Twitter who that's their whole thing. They're really good at gambling. So they share their picks mm -hmm. so other people can bet them too. And other people can get rich too. Right. So if you find someone who's really good at gambling and you want to follow their picks, you, it's called riding with them. Right. Mm -hmm. You can make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, gambling is still pretty much a 50, 50 split. Yeah. The way that Las Vegas has, has, they're, they're so good at creating the, the betting lines and, and the spreads that it still ends up being pretty much a 50-50 split. If you are a 55 to 60% gambler, meaning you win 55 mm -hmm. to 60% of the time, you're a good gambler. Yeah, you're a professional gambler for sure. Yeah. You win a 55, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, if, and, and you're a bad gambler if you only win 50% of the time, 52% of the time. You're average, considered a bad standard. gambler. Yeah. Because it's still, at the end of the day, a 50-50 odds so if in your search for someone who's really good at gambling you find someone who's really terrible at gambling who loses far more than should be statistically possible you do what's called fading them which you take their recommendation and you do the exact opposite oh. and <laughs> is, it, is it if they are like i'm talking like 20 percent, like people yeah. who really win 20 percent of the time consistently you fade them and you can actually make more money by finding really bad gamblers than you mm -hmm. can by following really good gamblers. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it, it reminds me of there's a scene in um in the animated spider-man movie spider-man into the spider-verse where the main character miles morales wants to get kicked out of school he hates his school so he's trying to flunk out of school and he hands in a true or false quiz and he gets a zero percent. And and he's like, and he says to the teacher, Oh man, so I guess you gotta kick me out now. I got a zero percent. And the teacher changes it to a hundred 
because the only statistical way you can get a zero percent chance, a zero percent on a true false test is to know what the correct answers are mm -hmm. and deliberately answer them false. Statistically, it's impossible to get every answer wrong when you have 50 50 odds. Odds, yeah. So, what this whole thing is leading up to Joe Biden is so bad at securing the border. The only way he could be this bad would be if he knows what he should have done and just did the opposite anyway. Oh, okay. It is not statistically possible for each and every one of these border decisions to be so wrong without it being intentional. This isn't a situation where Joe Biden yeah. is trying his best and just happens to be getting it wrong. Every step he's taken has been deliberately designed to make the border less secure. So the only way, he doesn't need new presidential authorities. We need to do the equivalent of fading Joe Biden. Whatever he and his handlers think need to be done at the border, we just need to do the opposite. Yeah. That's all we need. So it's a really long explanation for <laughs> just whoa, do the whoa, opposite whoa. of whatever Joe Biden thinks. Hold on. Are you saying that they are intentionally sabotaging the border in order to get more power so they're creating a problem and are going to come up with a solution? It's not possible for the border to be this unsecure accidentally. Like if you were earnestly putting your best foot forward and, and every day you woke up and said, I'm going to do the best job I can to secure the border, you would not have done what Joe Biden did. It's not statistically possible to make all of these decisions and have each and every one of them be bad for border security, <laughs> right? The only way you could mm -hmm. do that is if you know what it takes to secure the border and you choose to do the opposite. But what would be the point? To create the problems to the solution yes. so you can look at it at election time? Yep. I mean, it's, yep. the, it's the classic Sololinsky stuff, right? Create the problem, make sure that everybody's outraged, create a solution, look like the good guy, take more power, right? It's 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 deep within the playbook and it's in unfolding right in front of our eyes, and we've got no answer. Long and we're continuing to let this go. Long term, they want them to be Democrat voters. Short term, they want them in their districts when the census taker comes census next time. Yeah. The, the right. short and long term. Which means that they've got a plan, like a six-year plan yeah. on top. That everything's built on yeah. a six-year census plan. This is masterful stuff. I mean, like, who sits around and thinks about these things? You'd have to be like some sort of devious super villain to do this, right? Or just, you know, the head of the Democratic Party, I guess. You're just the head, just the head, the head of the, the DNC. Party. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even know who it is right now. I don't know who the head of the DNC is now. I'm kind of curious. Uh, I mean, this is some pretty good. So here's, here's some other fail-safes, right? So they say that after 5,000 average a day come across the border, Joe Biden said the border's closed. But that's not true. That just means that all border asylum cases have to be processed through actual ports of entry. So if they capture you, in, if they capture you a mile away from the McAllen, Texas port of entry, they don't actually arrest you and, and deport you. They turn you around and say, go to the walk a mile, walk to the port of entry and enter there. Josh, at the port of entries, this bill would set a minimum, daily minimum of 1,400 um, asylum admissions and have no cap. <laughs> have no There'd cap. be no cap. So yes. None of it matters. They could just walk to the port of entry, and as long as they're walking through the port of entry, they would get it would be yes. de facto legal, is what yes. they're saying. They, they, you could you could have a line of everyone on earth at the port of entry. 
and everyone on earth would be allowed in. Even terrorists? Um, unless they, in the background check, you revealed it, right? I'm just seeing, I'm just talking about yeah, sheer yeah. quantity. Sheer quantity. There That's is insane. no length you, to that you never line. Know. That would be too long. You never know who's coming in. The line would be long. It would it would run forever. Every person on the planet could walk through the door, which in one of our last shows, we pointed out that every person on the planet right now is eligible to walk eligible. in to the United States. So, Or eligible to at least, they can claim, they can realistically claim that they're eligible without having to prove it. Yeah. That's doesn't sound like a country to me. It just sounds like a... What is that? I, like, uh, it's not even a revolving door. It's like some yes. sort of black hole trying to suck in people for something. So th this emergency situation that triggers when an average of 5,000 people enter the country, it's supposed to be that it doesn't end until the number of illegal entries dips down below. But there is a failsafe written in within the law to make sure that it can't be put in place all year round. So after, for the purposes of paragraph three, the secretary shall not activate the border emergency authority during the first calendar year after the effective date for more than 270 calendar days. Holy crap. So what, what that means is what we've been told is actually a lie. It's not 5,000 5, illegal aliens a day. It's 5,000 illegal aliens, no more, for 270 days. And then the other... 95 days are as many as you want. It's a joke. This is the an second even... calendar year. The second calendar year, it's 145 days where they can be as many cross as you want. And then the third calendar year, doing this math in my head, 190 ish calendar days. All yes. you have to do is so, pick the days with the most. People crossing the border. So it's not even that you have to go to a port of entry. You just wait. Yeah. You just wait. Quite literally, if 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 in the first year they've averaged 5,000 border crossings a day, and they've done that for 270 straight days, on day 271, you could have a million people cross the border outside of the port, and Border Patrol can't stop them. It, it, it's it, these loopholes are designed. This is on purpose, Josh. They're it's selling disgusting. to the American people that this is going to secure the border when it's deliberately designed not to secure the border. It's just creating a whole new problem that will require a whole new solution. And then, how much of that is going to grant amnesty once they're here? Like, that's got to be the next step, right? As soon as you yes. get them in, you start controlling them that we're in here. But once they're here, you've got to do something with yes. them. So yes. do you feed them? Do you clothe them? Do you, do you give them yes. jobs? You, you got to give them a All social security card. You've got to give them the right to vote. You got to give them everything, right? Everything. All the above. In an already strapped system. All above. Yes. That's in, that, that, there's a school system in the world that would be able to handle that. Yes. I am, I am here in, I'm here uh, for work meetings. I'm in I, I, quite literally backwoods, Alabama. People very nice, I'm sure, but it's very much backwoods, Alabama. And you drive past, you see a lot of hardship. Yeah. And I was driving past one of the public schools. It looked like a public school. It was no longer a pu public school. It was a job training facility to take people who need jobs 
in in rural Alabama and to train them computer skills and, and the like so that they can get the jobs that are out there, not the jobs that they're necessarily at the time trained for. Yeah. There's a lot of Americans who really need work. They need that job training. Yeah. And when you look in this bill, you see all this money set aside for refugee resettlement, refugee job training, refugee job placements. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. What's going on in Chicago, how ludicrous it is that pe- the illegal aliens are hopping off the bus at Union Station. They're getting housing, food. Like they just announced in between that episode and today that New York City is going to give illegal aliens a $1,000 check card, bank card. Bullshit. So just, yeah. Yeah. That's never it's happened for anybody in the black community in the same nope. area. It's free money. It's just free money. It's free money. It's free money. Was in dollars? Yeah. How I often? I, I don't want to monthly. deal. I think it was monthly. It's for like food. Yeah. Yeah. Holy We're almost out of time, and I, I don't want to miss this because yeah, yeah. this is the biggest loophole, the biggest caveat. Not the big one. Not even the big one. So all this time, all last week, Joe Biden's saying, if you give me this authority, I will use it on day one. And they're painting the picture that Joe Biden would be forced to close the border. Now, we've just explained to you that it doesn't close the border. It just routes no. these people through ports of entry. Yeah. And we just showed you that the border can only be closed for part of the year. Can't even be closed for all of the year. There is a loophole here that is actually quite ironic, and we'll read it right here. If the president finds that it is in the national interest to temporarily suspend the border emergency authority, the president may direct the secretary to suspend use of the border emergency authority on an emergency basis. So all that we just talked about, too many, if over 5,000 illegal aliens can't come through anymore, got to go through a port of entry. It's all just political theater because at any time, Joe Biden can just say, I don't think it's in the national interest to secure the border, which he's already been doing anyway. And this can all just be a stupid thought exercise. So what, you're, what you'd be left with is all the amnesty, all the forgiveness, all the funding for refugee settlements, and quite literally none of the even weak border security elements. This is this is Lucy pulling the football away as Charlie Brown's trying to kick the field goal. Yeah. They do this every time, and it's written into the law that Joe Biden can just say nope. And the irony is that when Donald Trump implemented his Muslim ban, he used a statute in federal law. That's very similar. And that statute, I put in my book, I don't know the exact citation, but I'll paraphrase it. That statute says that if at any time the president determines that the admission of any alien or class of aliens would be detrimental to the national security interests of the United States, he can block the entry of those aliens or classes of aliens. So Donald Trump was decimated, destroyed. They destroyed him in the media. How racist, how racist. Mm -hmm. All because he determined that certain aliens would be harmful to the United States, would be harmful to the interests of the United States if they came in. Well, what they've done here is they've taken that presidential authority and they've inverted it to give the president the power to stop securing the border if he were to determine that it's in the interest of the United States to have an unsecure border. That's what that means. That's what that clause means. And the fact that he has been running around, Joe Biden's been running around saying, I need this authority to secure the border. They've written into the law an exception 
where he can choose not to secure the border if he thinks America would be better off if it wasn't secure. The fact that they've even put those words to paper should disqualify the whole bill. I don't even know what to say to that because it's like you you not only give the president all authority over immigration, he could just shut down it, shut it down anytime he wants to, turns it on when he wants to too. So why would one branch give another branch more authority over something that's specifically their body, their 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 uh, provenance or preview? It's theirs. And why? Why? Why have? Why do the song of dance? Song and dance. Why the political theater? That. Um, why? Why the political theater that we're securing the border? We're securing the border. We're going to do it this time, and then right into the statute that he can just say no thanks. I'm good. A bunch of rhinos will help pass it. Yeah. They'll get whatever they want. And it looks good at election time. Look at all these people we say. We are the most altruistic group out there, even though we're making it hard, easier for kids to come across the border with pedophiles, right? I mean, it's, it stacks every dirty thing that I see that come out of the left, man. It just reinforces what they want, what they need, and what they're going to do. I don't like that the president gets even more power to do something. I I hate it when one group always wants to give the power to one person or one organization or one branch, right? It, it never ends well. No, ne never ends well. And just a couple more ones to go through before we end. Yeah. Uh, $2.3 billion for refugee resettlement. Extra. What does that mean? On top, of what's, on top of what's already been passed. This is... We're spending $2.3 billion, if this passes, an extra $2.3 billion on top of the existing refugee resettlement um, funding. Um, refugee and entrant assistance. Um, so we will read that this is... <laughs> amounts made under this heading in this act may be used for grants or contracts with qualified organizations, including nonprofit entities, to provide culturally and linguistically appropriate services, including wraparound services, housing assistance, medical assistance, legal assistance, and case management assistance. They'll have endless lawyers to keep them here. Mm -hmm. and that's endless the other lawyers. This includes a right to a lawyer or any immigrant Bullshit. who wants to come to the country. As long as they walk in before they claim asylum, they would have a right to a U.S. citizen-funded attorney. So that's the other part of all of this, right? If let's put on pretend hats, let's pretend that this bill is actually designed to secure the border and to stop illegal immigration. It also says the U.S. people will pay for a lawyer for every immigrant who wants to game the system and find a loophole they can abuse to force their way in. Wow. The border can never be secure if it includes language that quite literally pays for illegal aliens to game the system and come in. Yeah, 2.3 billion. Also, when it says housing assistance, are they going to buy them a house? And there's a lot of um, laws that require that you have to have so many urban and uh, rural areas incorporated into each other now. So yeah, very similar to Chicago. Yeah, very, very similar to Chicago. Where they if you're just... an illegal alien family, you get $1,500 a month for housing. Oh my Housing God. assistance would go towards that. Things like that. Wow. Yeah. wow. And the people of yeah. Chicago have never gotten such a thing. No. 50 years of asking for it since yeah. the civil rights movement really took off. Have they ever been getting anything like that? No. No, no but they'll give it away a to a bunch of people. 
that don't even live here, that don't belong here, that aren't even citizens of this country. Yep. This is a bad bet. We should vote no. <laughs> Encourage. And, and this is where, like, this is one of those moments I wish I still work for an organization that was involved in advocacy. I don't know if they still do that over there. Um, but I, I enjoyed every day when I worked for Conservative Daily, every day for almost eight years, I identified something going on in Congress and rallied the troops to get people to put pressure on Congress to do X, Y, or Z. Um, I don't know if they're still doing that. I, I, I don't know if they're still doing it as effectively as before. But it, it, this is a situation where if you haven't already, you have to start reaching out to your congressmen and your senators and putting pressure on them saying vote no. The way it works in these congressional offices is usually it's just a tally sheet where the, whoever's manning the phones have two columns for against the big bill. And every time someone calls their four, they do a check mark for four, four against against against. And at the end, if the congressman is on the fence on which side they should choose, they really look at who called. Mm. And for every one person who calls to voice their opinion, they assume that there's like 10,000 more who feel the same way but didn't have the time to call or write a letter or, or email or fax, or whatever. So you calling and, and getting people around you to call, just you picking up the phone can have the weight of 10,000 people telling them don't do this. So it's very important that you, that you, that you make those calls, make those uh, emails, write those letters, um, because that, that is going to go into this calculus. They are going to look at, at what their constituents actually want, and you know for a fact that the left is rallying their forces to do this too. Oh, without a doubt, man. They're all over it. I don't know. It scares me. Every day that we come here to work, it's like, what are we seeing? We're watching little things just just litter away. Like everything that I've ever loved about this country, they're they're giving away wholesale. Right. Yeah. And they're spinning us into oblivion and they're willing to replace you to do it. Yeah, it's real. They're willing to replace you to do it, King. Do something about it or don't. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you like this episode and you want to read more about this, as I said at the start, I did just release my book this weekend. If you haven't already purchased a copy, please do consider purchase one. I'm trying to make a splash on the Amazon bestseller list for immigration-related books. It's a, the Conservative's Guide to Winning Every Immigration Argument available on Amazon and should be shortly available for sale other other places. But if you can buy it on Amazon, um, help with those rankings. I think it premiered today at at 39. Cool. Um, so, um, yeah, to to every, every little bit counts because you start looking at that list of immigration related books, you see how, how vile some of these books are talking about open borders and things like that. Um, very important that we get this kind of information at the top. So yeah, check that out. Link is in the description and appreciate everyone who, uh, who buys a copy. Any final words, Josh? Oh, I think I said them before. Remember they're, they're, they're selling us out every day. It's wholesale spell of the cloth of America. I don't even feel like I'm part of the cloth of America anymore. It's your country. You decide. Yeah. It's depressing. It's depressing, but <laughs> you got you got you got listen. <sighs> listen, these are these this is worth fighting for. Yeah, it is. And don't just rest on your rest on the laurels and think, oh, it won't pass the Senate. As we started at the as we said at the beginning, if four House Republicans. So, uh, sorry, don't say this. Don't assume it won't pass the House. If four Republicans vote with Democrats and sign a discharge petition, they can bypass the Speaker of the House. Hmm. It's it, that's how small the margin is. Wow. So yes, 
reach out to them, contact your congressman, put pressure on them tremendously because if even four Republicans join the Democrats on this, they can force a vote. Now, it's not just saying don't force it, don't vote. We also have to put pressure on the Republican Party as a whole to levy serious, serious consequences against anyone who would dare jump ship over this. Yeah. Right. We need we need all the congressmen thinking about signing that discharge petition to really think twice. Now, what the Democrats would do is they kick them off every committee. They'd say you're not getting a cent in funding for your, for your uh, reelection campaign. They would they would play hardball. It's up to Republicans to do the same, and it's up to you to pressure them to hold the line. That's it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, subscribe. Links are all in the description. Um, comment, 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 share, share, share. Appreciate everyone's support for the podcast and everything. Um, that's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all step and fight together. See you next time. See ya.